Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello, and welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am so excited to introduce you guys to Heidi Hazen. She, for a decade, was the owner of the world-famous bookstore, The Last Bookstore, before pivoting into her soul's purpose. For years, Heidi was depressed, extremely anxious, halfway to adrenal failure, and almost giving up on life, despite having many people, having many of the things that people desire in life, two lovely kids, a good husband, a thriving business, money, and a beautiful home. Today, she helps thousands of women overcome limiting beliefs, holding them back, and helping them discover their life's purpose. Over the years, she has become a certified hypnotherapist with the National Guild of Hypnosis, a certified master hypnosis in five paths. You're going to have to tell us what these means. The seventh path, (laughs) self-hypnosis teacher and trained human design reader, as well as Reiki level one and two practitioner, and really helping women find their way back to their original self so that they may live authentic which as you guys may be able to assume, that's exactly why she's on the Hearts Unleashed podcast. So Heidi, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I would love to hear how this transition happened and how you went from owning a world famous bookstore to basically saying, all right, what's next? Or there's more. I can hear the there's more to me. There's more to life. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Um, so I was only the co-owner. I want to put that right out there. So I was 50% owner mm-hmm. of the last bookstore with my ex-husband. Um, it was his dream when we met. Um, and I just sort of kind of wove myself into that. I had been a like a celebrity professional organizer for celebrities and industry executives when we got together. And then I kind of wove into creating that bookstore. So we built those bookstores um, the first iteration, the second iteration together. And I sort of became the woman behind the man. So I was 50% owner of that. And in the period that we owned that bookstore, I went through IVF twice to conceive our children. Um, and we we moved to Central Oregon and he commuted back and forth. And we built another bookstore up here. And I just ran myself ragged. My ex-husband is a paraplegic, so he can't help as much with kids. You know, when they're infants, he can't pick them up and all kinds of things. So I was sort of doing kind of triple, quadruple duty as the only able-bodied adult parent in the house. And I was doing work that really didn't light my soul up. I mean, there was, you know, the finances were beautiful and we got to buy a home because we moved to Central Oregon and um, I had two healthy children, but I was, you know, it's like you said, I had kind of checked off a lot of boxes. You know, I, I was married to it. He's, he's, a, he's an extraordinary human being. Um, and we have dissolved our marriage in such a beautiful way that we still have a lot of respect and love for one another and co-parent our children really beautifully. Um, but it really, it, there was just that tipping point and it just, it just manifested in my body and I was halfway to adrenal failure and they, I was just shy of being hospitalized and it was just that final wake up call. You know, I'd kind of been ignoring the signs and I feel like the body is the last place that things manifest when we kind of ignore, ignore, ignore. And Amen. so for me, that pivot came because I really had lost hope 
in my life. I mean, I had therapists who would reflect that to me. They're like, listen, the, the words that you are saying, you have lost hope. You really have. And I had tiny children. And I just really got to a point where I was like, I just don't care. Uh, if I die, I just don't care if I wrap my car around a tree. And it wasn't that I was leaning into those things. It's just that I just was apathetic. Nothing was lighting me up. I mean, my children and whatever, but I was ignoring the signs of like, oh, this is a platonic marriage and it's not working really for anybody. So um, I took a year when I, when I got sick, I took a year and really pulled back and did a ton of internal work, really identifying what's my role here. It cannot be blamed on the other person. It cannot be blamed on, you know, a handicap. It cannot be blamed on, it's like in relationship we create, it's a, it's a dance. So I really needed to go inward and find what was true for me outside of all of the sort of patterning in my mind and the programming in my subconscious from religion and relationships and family. And, and after I had done that for about a year, I really found that I was like, I know what the truth is for me. And I actually feel very aligned with it. And I feel comfortable enough to enter into a conversation to end this relationship out of nowhere, you know, my partner with my ex-partner. But I I knew that I was just going to have to stand very, very strong in what I knew was correct. And that allowed me, I did actually stay. We divorced in 2018. And I stayed working as a co-owner of the last bookstore for another year. So I exited, um, you know, we stayed partners and working and whatever. And, and it was in that time that I had become so aligned with my own soul. Like I didn't know what anything was going to look like. I had no idea what was next for me as far as, as work. I thought, oh, I'll just continue doing this bookstore thing. And it just was so clear. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I, it doesn't, it doesn't light me up. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is what you're here to do. And, you know, I was like, oh, I've been supporting someone else in their dream for 10 years, 11. And mm. at that time, I just really opened myself up. And I went to an event and I happened to hear someone speak and she was talking about manifestation and she was talking about, you know, it was to be magnetic. It was Lacey Phillips speaking about to be magnetic. And she was like, here are these three steps. And I thought, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's how I did it. Like, that's how I've done the things in my life. And so I leaned into her work for a little bit. Um, and, and that was my intro into working within the subconscious. And while working in there, I, I connected with, um, human design and found, I just had a real natural knack for it. Like I just kind of got it. I was like, I get it. I just get it. And I'm a projector. I'm, you know, I've got all kinds of things working for me in that area. And while I was doing that, I thought, I, you know, I trained and I became a trained human design reader and was reading human design. And it always just sort of that internal knowing my splenic authority, my spleen just kept saying like, this isn't the end. Like this isn't the platform for you. You aren't, I, you're not going to be known for this. You don't want to be a, a mouth for this. You don't want to be a talking head for human design. There are so many beautiful people doing that already. And so I kept, it's almost like I kept a door within myself open. I was like, something else is coming in. And quite literally, I was, I was like, I know I want to work in the subconscious. I know that I'm not going to go back to school and become any kind of therapist because that primarily works within the conscious. And I know that the subconscious is where it's at. And I kind of was just open and asking sort of, you know, the universe or God or whatever. I was just sort of saying, show me what is next. And I had one moment where I just sort of was like, show me what's next. And I went and I grabbed my phone and I went to get on a YouTube, uh, like turn on some music to journal to. And there was an ad playing before my music started. And the ad was a woman swinging a pendulum. 
in front of the camera. And she said, this is not hypnosis. And I had to watch it, you know, for whatever the 10 seconds, I was absolutely hooked. So hooked that I watched her masterclass. I contacted her to get into her teaching program within nine days. I was in a very elite group of 12, only 12 students, only heart-centered people who wanted to understand hypnotherapy and hypnosis. And I did a really intense training And I was like halfway through the training where they worked on a specific element of hypnotherapy. And I just wanted to like slam a hand down on the desk. Like this is, why didn't you lead with this? Is This is what this is. This is what we're all looking for. This is how we heal the inner child. This is how we undo the patterns. So the rest is sort of history. I mean, I've been doing that since my certification. I just have gone forward. So I still read human design. Um, I think it's so valuable. It's so fun. And it's the only modality other than astrology, which human design contains astrology. Yeah. But it's the only personal development kind of thing that you are getting access to that is so unique to you Mm. without you answering a single question from your conscious mind other than your birth date, time and place. (laughs) Because any of those other things, Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram or whatever, you're answering questions from your conscious mind. And of course, those answers are going to resonate. Whatever box you get put into, Mm. my Enneagram completely changed because Mm -hmm. I healed. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, of course, all my answers are going to be over here because... My answers are coming through my subconscious programming. When you heal the subconscious programming and your past and you retake the test, you might have a different number. I went from being a six to a two <laughs> like because I've healed. Like anyway, so human design, I love because it's just like plug in these numbers and here's this information. And it is so spot on. I love it. I find it so enlightening and empowering and people get so jazzed when I do readings. And you know, like yes. human, it's just different. It's just different. Yes. Well, I love it. And I love you. And I I know our listeners are going to be loving this conversation. So thank you for already sharing the bits and pieces. And we'll, we'll lean a little more into that hypnotherapy too. And I have, oh my gosh, I wanted to say thank you for distinguishing the astrology and human design as something that it's, it's a reading completely outside of your conscious responses or or conditioning because hot damn I felt like my uh Miranda Mitchell who you this episode is in the human design series that we're having and uh Miranda and I are talking a lot about each one I am also a projector hello, hello. <laughs> and so um but when she started reading to me my my chart I was like good lord you know and it had so many answers for my conscious mind And I actually, a lot of people have asked me about Enneagram and I opened it once, saw 144 point question quiz and I closed it after like one and a half questions because I'm like, oh my God, I'm different. You know, like just that response of, well, there is no one answer to these questions. Like if I'm in a certain mood, I'm going to answer this differently. And so it was very reliant upon what day and where the moon was and all the things (laughs) And, and how much I had healed. You're right. And so one, just, I I also want to say, bless you for you having whatever bone in your body or whatever fiber in your being that can understand human design, because there's so many components to it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's such a, to me, I want to use the word complicated because it is just so rich in information and there's so much, so many layers to understand. So just thank you for having that access point. (laughs) Now, something I wanted to bring into the conversation for a moment Hearts Unleashed, this podcast, we are here for emotional intelligence and subconscious reprogramming. What do you have to say about that inside of the work that you've been doing? And 
how human design, and like I said, we'll go into that hypnotherapy aspect, but how these tools can help us develop our emotional intelligence on a conscious level. And also, I love what you said about that masterclass you did where you got to that certain module or or point where you're like, this, this is the key. Like, tell us a little bit more about that. Um, I would love to because I geek out on this stuff. It's like, you know, when you find your lane and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. it's zippity doodah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's just magic and sparks flying off everywhere and whatever. And that's how I feel in the seat of talking about the subconscious. As a projector, I see into the human experience and the subconscious and your emotional intelligence of your emotional energy. In fact, just this morning, I was, um, I'm doing a course on emotional intelligence. It's like, when we recognize A, that we are energy, B, that our subconscious programming influences our energy all the time. So if you experience a trigger, if something happens in your life, and you are triggered, so you are, you are shifted out of your um, whatever state your nervous system was in into a dysregulated state. That trigger is a subconscious program. It is a programmed response to a particular situation. And that has been in place generally since the formative years between zero and eight years old. And it just continues to happen. When we peel back the layers and we, and we, this is the thing that I find so incredible about using understanding sort of human design for me is sort of like this one bubble over here that I'm like, this bubble is so valuable. So dip into this bubble, get in there and explore your thing. Like learning that you're, you know, a projector, a non-sacral, learning whether or not you have, um, you know, definition in your solar plexus and what that does to your emotional energy. Like, like those are just huge pieces of information for everybody to understand those things. And, you know, and um, so that's sort of over here about energy. And it's like, how are you energetically put together? And how do you navigate through this in a way that is conducive to you living out your purpose? And then hypnotherapy and delving into the subconscious is what is actually, I have like this huge, huge thing. I'm going to break it down. When we drop in, we are an energetic being and we drop into the body of a, a physical body of a baby who does not have its um, mental capacity. I mean, we don't come in with our soul's mind. Our soul is there and our and our consciousness, our high consciousness is there. But we drop in and that is the human experience is to drop into the body of a baby and to be patterned. That is what we're doing. We choose our parents. We choose our siblings. We choose our socioeconomic status. We choose the color of our skin. We choose our, we choose where we live in the world, all in an effort for our soul to continue to evolve. So we choose these things and it's sort of like we front load this thing, right? Like we come in and we, we have all of these experiences and they form who we are. They form our likes, dislikes, habits, um, emotional, like how we, how we deal with stress because we are mirroring and we are absorbing what is happening around us. And that's part of our experience. So whether we have big T trauma experiences or little T trauma or no trauma, we all are subconsciously programmed. It becomes our personality. We become through absorbing and being patterned and programmed. So your subconscious programming is in control of your like energy and your conscious mind. We have it's built that way. And when we have these things that repeat that affect our energy and our energy is paramount. I mean, there is nothing more important or powerful than our individual energy. When we recognize that holy smokes, 
had all this stuff happen, even if it wasn't traumatic. People, I mean, it, people can come into me and do work with me that have had idyllic upbringings, whole intact families, never lacked for anything. And yet they have beliefs that are holding them back. It's not negative. It is turn around. And this is the thing that your soul is here to learn so that it may move beyond. So that's why we repeat, you know, we switch out of this relationship and go over here and oops, we have the same dynamic just with a different person or the same limiting beliefs are stopping us in our finances, in our career, in us following our dreams, in us trusting ourselves. The thing that we lack the most is connection to our worth. Because as these experiences happen from birth, even before birth, um, as these experiences happen, our subconscious is being programmed to protect us. So when something happens, if we spill the glass of milk and dad flies off the handle, we're going to create, you know, that's an event. And then our subconscious goes, oh, I don't like the way I feel right now because dad, this energy is coming off of dad and I don't like the way it affects me. So I better never spill the milk. I'm going to be hypervigilant. And then it happens again. And the same thing happens. We become patterned to avoid certain things. And those events and experiences are like these, I, I kind of use um, the analogy of like pieces of coal. Like this event is a piece of coal and it contains this emotional energy, whether that emotional energy was processed, you know, whether you were allowed to cry or rage if you got mad or whatever, or if you were told, nope, we don't do that here. That event contains the emotional energy that either was processed or has been not processed and is just hanging out in your energetic field. But you stack up these pieces of coal and what happens is they stack between your human consciousness and your highest soul self. So... We just keep stacking it until we go, hang on a second. Why do I keep, this keeps happening and I keep responding the exact same way to, you know, when your partner does something and you're like, well, I'm just going to have to brush it under the rug like I always do. And when we go, hey, hang on, this is a pattern. This is a dynamic and I'm still participating. I'm still stacking pieces of coal. Well, when we stop and turn around and go into the subconscious, we can access this barricade that has been built that separates us from our highest soul self. Some pieces we get access, right? Like some in some areas of our life, we're like, I feel totally worthy of taking a shower every day and feeling amazing. Some people are like, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't, you know, like we have all these silly beliefs that limit us. So we have access and that's what intuition is. Intuition and the, you know, all of the ways that we receive hits from our higher selves. That's our highest soul self getting messages through the barricade. When we use hypnotherapy um, and hypnosis to access the subconscious, we can go in and alchemize. We can take that piece of coal and turn it into the diamond that amplifies your light. It does not separate you from it, but it amplifies. So that's the work that I do. And here's what happened in that training that I was in. We were talking about age regression and she said, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. And this is what it looks like. And let me show you an example. And, and, and I watched in real time, there was a, a co, a, a, you know, another person in the group and she had something come up. She's like, Hey, this is happening. And she was having an emotional response. And our teacher said, do you want to clear this? Like, would you like to hold on to that forever? Or would you like to clear it out? And she was like, let's clear it out. And so the present, what we manifest in the present emotionally, that's coming from, you know, a trigger, something's happened, a memory, whatever, somebody flipped you off and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, some people respond with, let me give this person like a wide berth, let them go on their merry way and I'm doing fine. And other people are road raging. And it's like, those are programmed responses. And it's our energy that gets hijacked 
through all of this stuff. So she took this woman and she just had her regress. And that's the tool. That's sort of like the magic wand in my hand as a hypnotherapist is that I know how to take you back and I don't go on memory. I go on where the the emotion has stored in your energetic emotional body and it leads us back to earlier and earlier times. Well, that's going to the barricade that exists between you and your highest soul self. That's picking up one of these things and it's kind of like Jenga. We don't have to clear out every single moment that you have done. You know, it's like if I pull, you're always led by your highest soul self in these sessions. It's all insight-based hypno- hypnotherapy. We pull strategic ones and then the whole thing falls down and suddenly you have access to your worth once again. But that age regression was like, man, how many times have we journaled about things that happened and the mean girls in school and, you know, divorces that we've been through or whatever as children. And it's like, gosh, I'm, I'm kind of whittling away at this. But when we work in the conscious, like when we're working with therapists who I'm not throwing shade on therapists, but what we're doing is we're working in the conscious. And that we're, it's kind of like a, like an iceberg. We're kind of just circling the stuff that's above the waterline. And if it exists above the waterline, it exists massively beneath the water. And so I'm, I had a, a group session yesterday and a woman uh, in her, in her sixties or seventies, she said, I have done a ton of work. I have raged at people in guided, you know, emotional release, uh, you know, therapy sessions or whatever, where she's like huge rooms full of people. And there's a man sitting there and you take out all of your anger against any male figure in your life. And she said, I've done a ton of work and we did hypnotherapy. And sure enough, she was like, I could not believe that it was still there. I thought I'd been done with this for decades. And it's like, if we only work within the conscious realm, we can only do that much work. It's very much like trimming new growth. It's managing the symptoms of something that wants to be healed. So a trigger is a gift. A trigger is like a little neon pink arrow going like, look here, look here. And your soul is giving you these opportunities to see where you have a wound that can be alchemized into wisdom for your soul's evolution and purpose. So that that was what was profound. I was like, this is how we access. Like what? This is how we access. Quick question because I am hearing it. How long have you been doing this? Since 2020. Uh, Okay, so I want to point something out because you have been doing it for lifetimes, right? There's there's your souls here. Mm -hmm. And I want our listeners to hear that your response because you speak so eloquently and in such depth because it's inherent. I remember the day I walked into a room where it was the coaching conversation or ontological conversation and I had found what I didn't know I was missing in this human experience, right? And all of a sudden, everything clicked and everything made sense. And and the rest, I use the same line, the rest is history. Like there's really no, I mean, I could talk for days and weeks and years and months about it. And your human found it in 2020. And in real time, it's November of 2022. I want our listeners to hear and know that what they their purpose and what they're designed to do is just embedded within them. And all we have to do is like you're saying, drop the baggage, drop the coal, turn it into the diamond, remove the barrier, heal the wound, heal the trauma, release the resentment. And all of a sudden there's, there's really, so I I believe in certifications and they're important and you're already certified within, like it's already there. It's already here and it's just ready to be unleashed. So just thank you. I'm, I'm floating. (laughs) I love it. I, I love it. And I think that's part of the disconnect with our worth is that we're like, is there really something I'm supposed to be doing? Is there really something? And is it safe for me to 
explore that. Is it safe for me to leave this, you know, like I left a job where I had a a paycheck and I had, you know, I'd done it for so long and it just was like, there's something else. And it was right around the corner. And you are correct in that it is really, it's really about creating space. So I believe that we are, I kind of see things as we are a vessel and Mm. throughout our, you know, it's like we are a vessel and our light is in the very center of that vessel. Mm. And through our human experience, which is we've chosen it, we are here, we are here to, you know, explore it and have fun, but we're here to learn and evolve. Like we're here on our soul's behalf. And what happens is that those pieces of coal kind of come in and they dim, like they make it like harder to access the fullness of our light. And if we just go in and it doesn't have to be um, traumatic, it does not have to be re-traumatizing to go in and heal the stuff. And you said, release the resentment. And that is so key. One of the huge pieces of the work that I do in group or one-to-one sessions is working on where you have stored within your energetic vessel, all of the destructive emotional energy. We all have it, every single one of us. And when we, it feels like taking off a backpack, like, oh, I leave this here. I'm walking out like lighter. You know what I mean? Like everybody comes out of sessions and they're like, well, that was different. it's like, you don't know where it is. And that's why doing hypnotherapy and accessing the subconscious is Uh so profound Uh because I can show you where it is and you don't have to go looking for it. I know where it is. I know where it is within everybody. When you clear that out, you create space. If we are full, we don't have the capacity to take in. I didn't have the capacity to take in this new endeavor of human design and becoming a a hypnotist. Mm. Um, If I was full of all the things that I had already chosen out of scarcity, out of I better stay, stay safe in this marriage, I better stay safe in this job. When we clear out, if you think about a piece of coal, it alchemizes, it collapses down to tiny. And what we do is we... Get, gain more access to our own capacity by doing this kind of work in the subconscious and releasing the resentment, releasing the anger, releasing all of these things. And then we have, we can accommodate. We can actually pull in and manifest the things that we're looking for because we have the space. And then once we've done this work for long enough, I'm now in the stage, I guess, or whatever, like my journey right now is actually expanding my literal capacity. I mean, I, I have, you know, I have capacity and I have emptiness and I've done so much work, but now it's about like it getting bigger, like scaling, duplication, it's like, it's just, it's just getting bigger so that I can hold more energy and I can hold more of what is there because my container is expanding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, woman, I feel you. (laughs) My bones are shaking. (laughs) I get it. You had said something. I I want to try to pull back. I didn't even take a note. I was so (laughs) enthralled in what you were saying, but the, the expansion. And I wanted to ask you about the conditioning. Mm-hmm. And what you've had to give up, because I'm re- at, at the risk of my question sounding redundant to what you've already shared. When I read what your bio said, I was thinking about the white picket fence, right? Like the conditioned version of success that everybody would applaud and then actively giving that up. And I, I, I can tell that for myself, I'm, I'm pointing this out from my own journey as well, which is a very deeply rooted fear of like rejection or ridicule. And I wonder what your experience, what you had to give up or what, what that specific journey, what, um, okay, here it is. What like fears and insecurities you personally had to navigate in sort of turning your life upside down once you really got clear about it's time to make a change. I really started to recognize 
how patterned my thinking, how programmed my thinking was Mm -hmm. around my worth. So as a child, I felt like a burden. I I had a very big sort of, I have big energy as a child. I was claircognizant. I knew things that other people didn't know. I saw the writing on the wall. You know, I saw all these things. And so throughout my formative years, I went through a lot of um, sort of the bottom dropped out a lot for me. Moved every year, different schools every year, sometimes twice. Lots of divorces just with my parents, lots of moving around. Um, and I kind of, there was no security. And I had this very big energy, which I'm just now becoming very, very comfortable with. And now that's expanding. But as a child, it was too big for me. And my, and I'm open emotional. So I'm taking in and amplifying the emotions of those around me. And as a child, it was just too much. It was just too much. And I didn't have, and, and I blame no one because I chose all of it. My soul was like, this is that we're going to set it up perfectly for you, Heidi. Like we're going to set it up perfectly because this is what we need to be in place. I just discovered through hypnotherapy, um, my own, I use my own tools. I just discovered two, probably two weekends ago that that story of you're a burden, you're too much has carried through. And the other side of the coin of you're too much, like you're too much. Well, what does that make us do as children? Even if someone doesn't say you're too much, what I was told was you're too sensitive. What that made me do was like, pull it back in. How do I remain safe? How do I remain okay? And you know, well, now my parents don't live together. And now my that stepdad's gone. Now that stepdad's gone. And now that stepmom's gone. And I only have my mom. And now my brothers don't even like all the things. How do I remain safe? Well, I've got to pull all of this stuff in and I can't be too much. I cannot be too sensitive. I've got to hold it all in. So what I do is I collapse and I shape shift. So that's what we do as children. We shape shift to fit into the boxes, to the pattern, you know, the, the puzzle piece that will fit in this family. So that we will remain safe, even at the expense of, but that's purposeful. So what I recognized was I, even as, even as like a 38 year old woman, I was like, I can't ask people for help because my subconscious patterning said, you're a burden. You're not worthy of asking for help. That's why I married a paraplegic because I knew I was always going to give more. I was always, I was never going to be a bigger burden. That's all subconscious. So when I finally realized, oh my gosh, like I'm lacking, there's so many things in this relationship, like we love each other, but it's very platonic and it's very whatever. I just had recognized how many places have I played safe. And as a 12 year old, I sought out religion. I was not raised in any kind of religion um, upbringing with my family. And I found religion because I needed something that was going to be like constant and there and it's every Sunday and it's whatever. And so I leaned into religion and then that gave me a ton of programming as well. I went through the purity movement. I had a whole bunch of like, you know, shame and you have to do it this way. And you, you know, you don't sleep with anybody before you get married and then you get married and you never get divorced and you have kids and you do this and you do and you support and you support and you support. And I really, that all had to come crumbling down for me because it led me to, I did all the right things. I did all the right things. I did support. I did, you know, all of the things. And I was like, and here I am wanting to die. So I really had to sort of go, you know what? If this is what that led me to, and I feel led to go this way, and that's why I took that year. I didn't intentionally take a year, but I had to identify, how did I get here? 
let me look at the beliefs that I must have been holding within subconsciously that led me to do these things. And I had to, and I'm still working on it. I mean, I still work on worthiness, you know, like now that I'm an entrepreneur myself without a partner, like I did entrepreneurship in building bookstores with my ex-husband for over 10 years. And then I walked away from that. And I had to really trust that my intuition, that my guidance from the unseen, you know, that intuitive hits and the things that we're saying like, okay, it's human design. Okay, now it's going to be hypnotherapy. Now you're going to be, you know, whatever it is. I now have to tap into my own worthiness in areas that I've never had to even recognize that I was lacking. So when we recognize the patterns When we find the root, it changes everything. So when we work in the conscious, we're working with the branches and the new growth. But if that's all we're working with, we're not accessing like the big branches that connect to the one trunk that go down and they're the roots. And there was one seed that was planted. That's the work that we do within going in, you know, taking that belief that you have and finding what that feels like in your emotional energy and using that as the map and the GPS sort of to go back. When you discover, oh, this is where that came from. I can't tell you how many clients I have that believed that if they didn't get an A on all of the tests, if they did not win all of the races, if they if they didn't do, you know, if they did not excel and exceed in every area, their subconscious belief was that they would die. So that, yes. that comes into the present moment as 30, 40, 50-year-old women who yes. are overachievers. They are burnt out because they don't know it consciously because you would think that's ridiculous. I had a client mm-hmm. who was like her sort of moment, her seed planted in one area was they'd moved to a new neighborhood and she was three or four years old and she was running around with the neighborhood kids. And there was like that big white house, that scary white house in the neighborhood. Yeah, And all the kids were running up and knocking on the door and running away. And we kept coming back to this place. Like multiple times, she was like, I'm back at the front door at that white house. And when we in hypnosis, you have access to everything. And I said, what are you, what might happen? And she was like, I'm the littlest person here. I'm also the slowest person here. So if somebody comes through that door, if it's a ghost or the boogeyman or whoever it is, I'm going to be the one that's caught. So her whole life, and she's like, you know, this, you know, Marion has a kid and is a nurse and all these things, but she's like, oh, no, no, that makes total sense because I do the things that I do. And that's the belief. And of course, as an adult, we're like, you're so funny. That's so silly. The subconscious is nonsensical. It is a circus. It is banana pants down there. (laughs) And when we can come in and bring organization and release, you know what I mean? It's like, I used to be an organizer. I'm like, day one, we're doing deletion. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) let's find the superfluous things and remove them. And then let's bring order. And that's what I get to do in the subconscious as a hypnotist. I love it. I like that you called it superfluous because I call it trash. (laughs) Let's get the, let's toss the trash first. Um, I say that lovingly, but that was, thank you for sharing that to the depth that you did too, because the survival, the life or death belief of the inner child of the, those core memories, what we've concluded at those times absolutely run our lives. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I even, I had written down it's because we, when we're walking around in the world as adults, observing other adults, it's very confusing when they behave like children, but it's because the inner child's running the show that those limiting those, and I want you limiting belief. Yes. Right. But just that programming, that survival primal instinct to survive. Um, you shared that yours uh, was being a burden. My version of being a burden is unlovable. I wrote 
my first mm-hmm. book out of the real, like it clicked that I realized I was unlovable and how many identities I had developed to create lovability or acceptance and all of those things. And so very, I mean, I'm, this is so insightful and I'm so grateful for you just coming in here and dropping all of this knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> and um also too, just very related, very related to you and what you're sharing around being one, being a projector, but that, um, claircognizant, I call it clairsentient, tapping into the unspoken, tapping into the subconscious and specifically like the physical and energetic pain or blocks that exist and those wounds and how, uh, it's kind of interesting because I, um, walked through the world thinking I was sensitive or making too much, getting the same similar feedback, but really tapping, being tapped into a lot of pain that I Mm -hmm. uh, internalized that I took ownership for that some of wasn't mine and all of those things. And so, Ooh, what a, what a, what a, what a, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to ask as we begin to wrap up, um, as you cleared your vessel, gotten to know yourself, love yourself, accept yourself, share yourself, expand yourself. What a, what a journey of expansion and how stretchy that can be. What does it look like for Heidi's heart to be unleashed? Oh my gosh. You know, I recently had someone say, where are you hiding? Mm. And I was like, is that a thing I'm doing? And as I just kind of answered her question, I realized, oh, I'm still doing something out of protection. Yeah. Even though I've done all of this work, there are always these deeper layers and they it, the yes. work gets more intricate. Yeah. And what I realized is I am actually kind of wearing a shroud mm-hmm. um, still over my energy because it is so big. And because mm-hmm. as a child, it was too big. And so out of protection, I was like, let me put this on and I'm only going to open it up, you know, eight inches in front of me to allow people to see just eight inches. Because if I take this whole thing off, I'm going to blow people out. Yeah. And yet that's exactly what I'm here to do. And so Heidi's heart unleashed is just walking in the fullest expression of who I know that I am without limitation, without self-limitation. Like I I will no longer let someone else limit me because I've I've grown beyond that. And now what I'm realizing is, oh, I'm still doing a little bit of, you know, kind of shape-shifting to accommodate and make others feel comfortable. And that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to activate within you your own um, healing. You're the only one who can heal you. So I'm going to give you access to work in the space that is beyond where you've been able to go before. And I'm going to help you work with your emotional energy so that you come into ownership of your present moment and you know exactly what to do. But if, if my, if my heart is still uncovered because my heart is my energy, then I'm not showing up for the world and humanity the way that I am meant to be doing it. So it looks like taking off the shroud. It looks like literally walking in exactly in the bigness and I have to get used to it. You know what I mean? Almost feels like putting on, you know, some fancy dress and some high heels that are too big. I'm like, I don't actually know because this has been here the whole time, but it hasn't felt safe Mm. because it's too much in my mind. It's like, I'm extraordinarily powerful energetically. And I've just been kind of like, letting it out a little bit, little bit, you know, like a balloon. Like I'm like, let's just let a little bit out. Let's a little bit out. So that's my uncovering for 2023 is really to just allow myself to be the fullest expression because what we desire requires a fuller version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we want to live with our hearts unleashed, if we want to live as, as, you know, in alignment, Mm -hmm. it requires that we become more us. And to become more us, we have to go into that space where we have the things that separate us from ourselves. Mm -hmm. When we clear that out, we make more space to live in harmony and oneness 
as a soul having a human experience. I think it was interesting. Sorry if I'm going to just make a little note here on something that you said. And that was, you know, when you see people acting like adults, acting like children and you, if you have a higher, like a higher perspective and you can see like, oh, it's okay. And there's grace. My work allows you to, first of all, give the grace to yourself. And then that opens, it kind of pulls the blinders off. But there's this spectrum of living stuck in the human experience, just 3D. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. we live way down here. And then there's this little toggle and it goes way over here and it's living as a soul, Mm -hmm. having a human experience. And you start to recognize where people are at and not with judgment, but like, oh, they're so tapped in. They're really close to like, I can feel that there's a difference. There's not, you know, we we lose like the judgment and the criticism and the whatever that we experience when we're way down here. But you go to the grocery store, the gas station or the coffee shop or whatever, and you can pick up on oh, this person is just deeply wounded. They're they're deep in their human experience. And what I want to do is help people untether from the things that have them stuck over here on that, on that spectrum and move themselves up to be unleashed, to be uncovered, to be the fullest expression of themselves. And as we do that, we bring exactly what we are meant to bring to the world, mm. to the world. Amen, alleluia, <laughs> aho, all the things. <laughs> I love, um, I, I'm so excited to be connected. And so how can others connect with you? Because I mean, they just got a morsel of what that being that who that is and what's coming from you. So how can we follow you? How can we everything is really easy because it's just my name. So my website is HeidiHazen.com. My Instagram, which is where I'm most active is Heidi Hazen. Um, I have um, an alignment school. It is about aligning your energy and your subconscious programming where I have about a dozen um, energy aligning self-hypnosis audios around different things that help you do that work. I have a course on how to take ownership of your emotional energy, which gives you ownership of the present moment so that you are more in control of what you are manifesting in your future. Mm -hmm. I have a group program that is the same curriculum I use for my one-to-one program. It is the bomb. Like Mm -hmm. the the gathering is my group program and it is where I would want 99% of people who come to me, I would want them to experience it because it puts everything in your hands with expert guidance. And then you have this thing um, that you can dip back into as many times as you want to because we are constantly uncovering and it's done in a beautiful way that is not re-traumatizing and it just allows you to go oh it's all about my perception my perception of that event was this let me shift it and that's what I'm here to do I'm here to help you help yourself like I don't want to be a guru I don't want to be your healer you are your own healer I just am a guide and I just do it really well Amen to that. Great. Well, we will make sure to have all of your links and ways to connect in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here because this has been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to watching your being continue to expand. (laughs) Yay, me too. This was amazing. I just love being in your presence. Really, really amazing to share energy and space with you. Yeah. I think as two projectors, it's like, no, you're great. No, you're great. (laughs) But it's all great. It is Uh, all great. It is. It is. And you guys, this has been amazing. Um, This isn't an episode just for projectors, as you can hear all of the depth and richness inside of what's available through human design, hypnotherapy, that core memory healing work. And so check out Heidi's work. Be sure to check out the human design series as this is a part of. And I want to thank you guys for being here as well. I hope you got exactly what you needed from today's conversation. Thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.